Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. Welcome to Totally Whole. Tonight we have a very special program. Our topic for tonight is Rediscovering Your Dreams, Part 2. We have a very special guest tonight, Dr. Patty Fitzhugh, who's the CEO and founder of It's a New Day, Midlife Resource Center, and It's a New Day Ministries. And we're going to invite her in in just a moment. But I want to just uh, highlight issues that are on my heart tonight. The Bible reminds us in the book of Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 3. It says, For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but in the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come to pass. It will not tarry. And I want to ask the question on tonight, what happened to your dreams? Do you have dreams that have not yet been fulfilled? Has life shut down your hope and your ability to dream? So this is Black History Month. And during this month we celebrate our heroes. Those people that inspired us. But I want us to take a look around at some of our local heroes, the people that we know, that we grew up with, the people who taught us, who pastored us, who, who led us, those people who inspired us. And I was talking to a group today about this being the first day of Black History Month, and some in the group said that we uh, really don't appreciate the fact that one month is set aside to honor uh, black history. And I can understand that. But for those of us who do celebrate Black History Month, and even in our schools they're celebrating Black History Month, I think it's important to teach our young people about our past, our heroes, those who contributed to uh, getting us to where we are today. So for my listeners, as you listen in tonight, I want you to be inspired to think about your dreams. Maybe there were obstacles that have interfered with your dreams. Maybe your dreams have been shattered or derailed. Maybe you have dreams but don't quite know where to to go with them, who to share your dreams with, and how to get started accomplishing your dreams. I was talking to a group today, the same group that I mentioned earlier, and I asked the question, how many are actively working on your dreams? And the group consisted of about 20 to 25 people. And three or four of them raised their hands. And then we asked the second question, how many people are still dreaming 
And the same three or four raised their hands. And I was puzzled. Out of a room of 20 to 25 people, only three people were still dreaming. So I pointed this out to the group. And one person uh, reminded me that some of us are still learning how to live again. You know, in my profession, I work with persons with mental illness and persons who are in recovery and persons who who have been uh, uh, hampered, whose lives have been hampered due through due to challenges, maybe death or loss or some tragedy. Tragedy. And so the man reminded me that some are still learning how to live again. So that says to me that some people are just trying to make it from day to day. And so I helped him to understand that your dreams doesn't have to be anything that's lofty. It doesn't have to be something that uh, you might not be able to aspire to. But some person's dream might be just to uh, stop using drugs or some person's dream might be to be able to just raise your family or some people's dream might be just to hold down a job. So I want to talk about our dreams, whether these are uh, dreams that are lofty, dreams of maybe accomplishing one goal, but it's important for us to recognize that we do have dreams and to be able to move forward in accomplishing our dreams. There's a song that I always listen to that inspires me. And it's a song by Yolanda Adams. And she talks about uh, keep the dream alive, never give up. And I want to just play a few uh, lines of that song just to inspire us. So just listen to the lyrics for just a few moments.
Keep a dream alive. Don't let it die. If something deep inside keeps inspiring you to try, don't stop and never give up. I want to invite Dr. Patty Fitzhugh to talk to us about her dreams and about her visions. And as I'm interviewing Dr. Patty, hit one if you have a question or a comment, and you'll be invited into the studio. And Dr. Patty, hit one on your computer so that everyone can hear you as I invite you uh, to speak to us on today. Hello, Hello. Dr. Rose. Hi, Dr. Patty. Welcome to Totally Whole. I'm so excited that you consented to be my guest on tonight. And uh, it was just uh, God how we got reconnected and to realize that we have so many things in common. And I wanted to... Yes, you're such an awesome and inspirational woman. And I wanted to just highlight for my listeners uh, that you have your own talk show, two talk shows, Morning Coffee and Managing Midlife. And you have a book that's coming out called The Move, Memoirs of a Midlife Crisis, which will be released this spring 2016. So, So welcome, Dr. Patty. And I want you to just talk to us about... Uh, who you are and what you're doing and how you have been able to accomplish uh, your dream. And it sounds like there are several dreams that God has allowed you to accomplish. So just uh, say something to our listeners here to inspire us to dream. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, I can remember, I I liken Losing my dream, I've always been a person of great aspirations and ambitions and uh, always looking to do things and do things bigger and greater and more. And I spent the better part probably of my 20s and 30s um, in that space of conquering the world, as they say, Um, But then there came a time in my life where I had a life event uh, that uh, a very traumatizing uh, life event um, after 23 years of being married. My husband um, told me one day that he did not want to be married anymore. And that shattered my dreams. Mm -hmm. And that blinded my vision. So I liken it to uh, that experience really to like Paul on the road to Damascus where I had an experience that then blinded me and all I saw was darkness, the dreams of my future life, of raising my children, of, you know, retiring and doing all those things suddenly went black and I Mm. saw nothing. And it was a very traumatic time of my life because um, I was like, oh, my goodness, I've always had a vision. I could always see. I could, you know, I always knew where I was going. And now I don't know anything about anything. My life was literally turned upside down. And, you know, 
I know that many of your listeners may be able to identify perhaps with uh, something that has transpired in their life that has caused them to lose their vision so that they can't see those dreams anymore uh, that they used to have, uh, those things that, you know, gave them something to get up every day and to keep on pushing and to keep on striving uh, towards that goal and now may be faced in in a space where, uh, they they don't have that anymore, or they don't know what happened, uh, or something has significantly changed their life. And it doesn't always have to be a traumatic uh, experience, Dr. Cook. Um, it could just be that uh, life has taken over. Perhaps they were married and uh, began the process of rearing children, um, and so they had to put their dreams aside to fulfill Uh, being a parent, or uh, perhaps, you know, it may have been that uh, an elderly parent or someone in their life has fallen ill and now they've found their space uh, in being a a full-time caregiver. Uh, Mm -hmm. It could be that an illness uh, has uh, taken or taken over their life and now caused them not to be able to do things that they used to do. Um, and, and therefore has really redefined uh, their existence and, and who they are. You're right. Now, Dr. Patty, to piggyback on what you just said, I often hear people say, I didn't sign up for this. Uh-huh. Those are moments where we are disappointed, those moments where our, as you say, our dreams are shattered, we're blinded by circumstances that we didn't sign up for, those things that knock off of our feet. And, you know, I can relate to that. You know, I know my listeners here can, and I can, too, relate to that as well, you know, going through uh, losses, uh, you know, divorce and, you know, having uh, a wedding that had to be uh, uh, canceled, you know, just uh, job losses, you know. So those are things that can shatter us, that can blind us, that can derail and cause us yeah. to lose hope. So it happens to the best of us. Yes. And and it does and what that what I call that is life experience. We can't anticipate everything that's going to happen to us and sometimes life will throw us uh curveballs uh as they say, but it doesn't have to end there, mm. and and I think that's the most important thing. You can rediscover your dreams. Um, I know for me, after about six months of probably being in shock, and and I and I and I write about this. Um, you know, when you have an unexpected event or unanticipated event. Uh, that occurs in your life, sometimes psychologically we fall into an element of, of shock, and, um, and, and, and that is kind of a time or a period where the mind allows us to kind of not, uh, to, to protect ourselves from whatever it may be. I guess that's the most elementary way to put it, until such a time that we're ready 
to begin to kind of deal with or cope with or grieve through whatever that thing may be. And I didn't know at the time that I was experiencing a mild form of shock, uh, but I was. Yeah. But at some point, that darkness that I talk about began to slowly, slowly, very slowly. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> slow. it, it is a slow process, but it that darkness began to lift. And some of the things that, you know, really helped me was a support system. Okay. Mm-hmm. My faith. Mm-hmm. Um therapy because I think that's very important uh for you to be able to, you know, talk with a professional and work through, you know, what was the experience, um, what happened, how you feel about it. Um, if you're experiencing, you know, grief from that loss and grief doesn't just come when, you know, someone dies. It could come from a loss of a job, a loss of a marriage, a loss of a life that you used to have. Um, But with help, you can come out on the other side. Now, you said something about therapy. uh And, you know, our community, there's a stigma surrounding therapy. So, you know, we find that people remain stuck you know, in grief and loss and immobilize and people remain numb but never seek the help that is there that God places before us to pull us out of those places uh, of immobility. So I'm, I'm really glad to hear you say that therapy helped you. You know, because The doctor going to a therapist? Yes, the doctor needed a doctor. The doctor couldn't self-medicate and fix her own self. The doctor had to go to a doctor. (laughs) Amen. And we thank God for trained clinicians and and, 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 uh, clinicians who are believers in God, who are Holy Ghost-filled. You know, not to say that those who aren't aren't helpful, but we know that God, he gives us gifts. So yes. that we might uh, be better able to help the body of Christ. So, so I'm glad to, he- to hear that you you had some supports in place, faith, therapy, yes. your support system. And sometimes people feel that they are all alone. Yeah, you know when they go through and that's, life, and that's very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what I say with that is that, as you said, you know. God puts gifts in the body of Christ for a reason. And it is important that we dispel the myth that if you're getting counseling or therapy, it's because you're crazy. A lot of the generational things that get passed down from generation to generation are partially attributed to because we never seek out the help and resources that are available to us to exercise those things and work them out so that we can live healthy, whole, productive lives physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And it's very, very important um, 
you know, for us to be able to do that. God doesn't want us living life in chaos, in havoc, in double-minded ways, unstable, when he has made a provision for us to have to get all the help that we need. It's right here. We just have to ask for it. But, Dr. Dr. Cook, what I find and what I've learned, um, when sometimes when folks go through these experiences, as you said, you know, we didn't anticipate it. Now we, we may feel embarrassed. We may feel ashamed. You know, we go through a wave of emotions that preclude us from seeking out help. Paralysis is one of them. I can remember being emotionally paralyzed. Like like when y'all see those horror shows, those movies where they see the spiders, and you be saying, run, run. Uh, yes. And the person is standing there saying, oh, oh, I can't move. That's exactly, and I say it that way because most people can probably identify with it. They say, girl, run. And you can't. You're stuck in that spot and feel like I, I can't move. I can't do anything. And that's where you need that support system to talk it out, to work it through so that you can begin to get unfrozen, unparalyzed, and make those baby steps. So as we are talking about life circumstances and we're talking about having dreams and and just uh, coming through those challenges, which can be blinding, you know, and when we begin to seek out the help and, and begin to move towards the the dream, uh, I believe it's important that we we have uh, inspiration, people who inspire us, uh, things that we, we read, uh, quotes or, you know, whatever it is, that we need to have some inspiration. So, Dr. Patty, can you tell us what or who inspired you? I listen to a lot of music um, and and really I had to tap into my faith, um, really go deep down inside and really tap into my faith. And then I just listen to music. You know, as I'm speaking, I can remember laying in my bed and listening to Tamala Mann, Take Me to the King, because my heart is broken in pieces. And literally, that's how I felt. And and just, you know, the music, the inspiration, I did a lot of reading. I I went online and found books on my topic and, you know, whatever the issue was, and I began to read about other people's stories because even in being blind, I felt like, okay, if I'm going to begin to see the light, I'm going to have to be led. I can't because I don't know this path. I'm now in a strange territory that I know nothing about, and I need people who have been where I'm at to now show me the way. It's kind of like the Underground Railroad. Someone is going to have to bring me up out of this and show me on a day-to-day things that I may need to do in order to come through this. So reading, music, um, I you know, I went to Bible study, 
and I journaled a lot to get the emotions and a lot of the stuff kind of off of me in, in, in writing, and that's how I ended up writing the book. It was very therapeutic for me. Um, and then just just talking, um, I felt like if, I didn't talk it out. It would stay bottled up inside of me. But I just didn't talk to anybody, and, and I and I want to be clear in that. Um, uh, at first I made the mistake of talking to the wrong people, and when I did that, I found that information about what I was going through was being leaked. And so I had to begin to kind of draw closer to people that I knew I could really trust and that yeah. they really had my heart in mind in really seeing me through this, to the extent that I, I apologize to them probably every day because every single day I was talking about what I was going through, and I just said, you know, I'm so sorry that every day I'm consumed by this. Well, let me say then, something. Uh-huh. As a yep. therapist, Patty, talk therapy is what you're describing. Okay. As therapy. We we listen to people's stories. We give them space to talk about their experiences, to share their pain, to to talk about their dreams. And as we talk, that's when we hear ourselves, and that's when we can begin to heal. Yeah. You know, we thank God for the ability to talk. So one thing that I'm hearing you say is don't shut down. You know, that's the worst thing you can do is to withdraw and stop talking, where some people use that as a coping mechanism. They withdraw, they get depressed, and they don't talk. But talking can actually save your life, talking to the right people. Yes, it can. And you know, Dr. Rose, I read that in a book, actually, that my healing wouldn't come from me internalizing and 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 the thoughts that run through your mind if 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 I could get them out instead of trying to file it away in my mind and get it out in the atmosphere it's kind of like a purging of files i needed to get it out i needed to get it off of me and 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 detox it out of me and many many conversations but yes um it it you know, in doing that, now that was my way. There are some that I hear and I listen to say, well, I'm more introspective in my healing process and I, you know, kind of cocoon up and I go inside of myself uh, uh, to kind of heal and and mend. And, I, you know, for some people you probably know more be- better than I do in terms of how that process can facilitate healing. But for me, it came through really being open and and talking it through. So what happens is the scripture says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. You know, and as we begin to, to verbalize our hopes and our dreams, they begin to, to take life, to take shape. Mm-hmm. And so there is a therapeutic element to talking and there is this opening up of of passage passages, opening up of new uh, opportunities as we begin to to speak, and yes. that whole element of healing, you know, comes from talking through what you're going through, and then hearing uh, 
a new perspective, hearing life as you are speaking of your goals and of your dreams. Yeah. So definitely something uh, very therapeutic in talking. There's a quote that I have on, on my wall at work. It says, he who conceals his disease cannot expect to be cured. In other uh, words, God heal what we conceal. Yeah. So that talking to people and talking to God, you know, that's how we are beginning the process of healing. So we thank God for the ability to to speak life to our yeah. situation. Yes, and I think that's how you begin to rediscover your dreams. Um, one of the things that I also learned through this process was also coping with my fears. And I thought that that was very relevant to what I was going through because I can remember it over the years saying, you know, I don't want to ever be a single parent or I'm terrified of being a single parent or I won't be able to do it or I don't want to be alone or I don't want to have to depend on it. You know, th- those were all fears that I had. So then in the process of, of now coming through, talking it out, coming on the other side, I also had to deal with now those fears because I was put in a position where I am going to be a single parent. I am going to have to, you know, live in a in a, a, a household where will there be one income and I have to sustain myself. I'm going to have to have that responsibility. And that was very, very scary uh, uh, to me um, and caused me many sleepless nights. But a friend of mine said to me, she said, God will teach you how to be a single mom. God Mm. will teach you how to continue to read. God will give you the resources that you need uh, to help you. And she said, I'm not just telling you, I'm speaking from experience. And, 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 And he did. He did. He, everything that I needed, you know, he provided, and I don't just say that, you know, in a cliche way. I say it literally in a sense of, you know, there were days when, no, I didn't have gas to put in my car, and I did have to sell some of my stuff. I I had to put my children uh, on the bus to tote them to school because I could not drive them to school. You know, I had to I had to take my pride away and ask people, you know, for help. And I said, you know, oh, my goodness, I'm the this and I'm the that. And guess what? All those titles fall off and fall away when you're going through life experience. But it made me stronger. And the other thing that it will do or what it did for me it helped me to tap into inner strength that I, that I didn't know that I had. It was always there. So it's like having tools in your toolbox that you never had to use before, and you say, hmm, I wonder what this is for. But then when the time comes and you need it, it's already there. God has already given every person their own measure. And and in that, it's just like a seed, an apple seed. 
you see that little seed and you say, how in the world does that apple seed grow up to produce a tree that then sprouts more apples? Because in the DNA of that seed is programmed everything that is needed to make that tree. And that's how God does us. In us, he has given everything we need for our measure of whatever life is going to bring us. He's already equipped us and prepared us for it. We just have to know back into it. That's right. And that's what the scripture reminds us, that he has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. And, you know, talking about faith, our, our faith is nothing unless it's tested. You know, yep. we can we can sit here and we can talk about, you know, how strong our faith is and, you know, and how much we believe, but until we are put to the test, we really don't know what our faith does for us. You're you know, right about- I like the way Dr. Phil says, is it working for you? You know, and I, you know, I've lived long enough to realize that so many people, they talk the talk and they talk about faith and they talk about overcoming and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But when you are faced with a crisis, you know, how is your faith helping you? How are you utilizing your faith to to help you to to overcome? So, you know, having uh, life's experiences can really show us who we are, you know, help uh, examine our own faith. Yeah, and and I think that even in our life experiences, God gives us time for introspection and self-examination. And mm-hmm. and so that that process that I went through, when I kept pointing the finger at the other person and I kept saying it's their fault, their, they did this, this, God turned the pencil around and said, no, I need you to look at you examine you, see the things, how you can do better. What can you do different? You can't control anybody else, but you can control you. Is the life that you are living exemplifying Christ? And and there is where I learned the lessons of love. They were hard lessons. I learned the lessons of forgiveness. That was a hard lesson. You know, I I learned a lot of lessons And that was the time where, through that blindness, God began to speak. So you know how they say when you lose one of the senses, the other sense becomes more amplified or becomes stronger. So I couldn't see, but God Mm. began to speak, and I could now hear Hear. what God was saying to me in order to affect that healing in my life. So then no longer was it about the other person or the thing. It was about me and God and my relationship with him and and, and growing in him and becoming stronger in him more than anything. And see, it's easy when you have money and you can throw money at it, when you got a car and you can just say, let's get in the car, when you have materialistic things. But when you lose those things, 
when you lose the activities of your limbs and those things, and God has to now teach you how to relearn all over again, how to depend on him, how to lean on him. And now it's no longer just a cliche. You're now living this life through trials and tribulations, but you're you're actually living it and, and coming through it. And that's how I rediscovered my dream. Because during yeah. the time where God was well, you know, speaking, I began to see that. Mm-hmm. Dr. Patty, as you're talking, I'm, I'm thinking about how so many uh, of us, we don't want to suffer. And nobody likes pain. But we are not exempt from pain. But what's important is that God, he uses our pain to push us to our purpose. And That's I like right. Paul put it. He asked God to take the uh, the thorn away from him three times. And he says, my grace is sufficient. And it's only in our suffering that we can uh, actually experience and see the grace of God. And then Paul had to change, uh, you know, his perspective and he said, you know, God, if you're not going to take this thorn away, let your your grace rest upon me, let your glory rest upon me, that I may glory in my infirmities. Hallelujah. So, yeah. you know, in, in our infirmities, that's when the glory of God rests upon us all the more. Yeah. It gives us, like you said, the strength that we didn't know we had. That's his glory resting upon us. Huh? Yes. That strength uh, uh, made perfect in our weakness. Yes. So we all are going to suffer, but let the suffering do what it was designed to do, which was to activate God's greater glory upon your life. And to birth that which God has called you to be and do. You see, when we, we we never think of it this way, and I didn't get this revelation about it until I actually went through this this what I call a death process, is that, you know, when a baby comes into the world, a baby is birthed through pain for the most part. Now, there's some out there that don't have no pain, but for most of us who've gone through the process, it hurts really bad. <laughs> Um, and if you if you study or look at a lot of people who are either uh, musical artists or who have written books, look at uh, Helen Keller, uh, uh, any of the top ten people who are the top ten artists that we listen to on the radio every day, if mm-hmm. you went behind the scenes and really uh, got their story, that mm-hmm. top ten, that number one hit, may not have come just because behind that number one hit was probably a lot of pain, Mm -hmm. a lot of suffering, a lot of chance. So your greatest work is, is for me, what I learned is this is part of the birthing process. Mm-hmm. And and so the pain that I went through, and it was horrible pain, but out of that I was able to birth something. I was able to birth that dream, birth yeah. a book, you know, mm-hmm. birth a ministry. My old ministry was Redeeming Love Ministries. It is now New Day Ministries because God has brought me to a new day, new day. with new mercies. And so, mm. and each day is a new day 
to start off with a clean slate, and then you write the vision. Because the Bible says without a vision of people, what? They perish. Perish. Mm -hmm. So you have an opportunity each and every day to write that dream, write that vision. A house doesn't just go up start as go up as a house a house starts in somebody's mind and then they they take it to an architect and say i have a vision of what i want this house to look like and then the, the architect draws it out and says okay you know makes a blueprint and then the blueprint has to go to the engineer or the construction company and they create a model and then from that model it comes to that building that we see being raised Mm-hmm. So it's a process in that. So don't lose sight of the dreams. It may get a little blurry. You know, mm-hmm. it may get a little, you may even get blind and you can't see nothing. But just know that at some point it's just like a little pin drop. It, 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 the light will begin to pierce through. And you got to hold on to the promises of God. Amen. Oof. Amen. Mm. You know, I, I'm a firm believer that if, if God said it, it shall come to pass. No matter how long it takes, we just have to persevere. And I was reminded of something that our pastor uh, said years ago when I was a young adult. He said, if you do what no one else will do, then you'll be able to do what no one else can do. So That's right. You know, it's about every day doing, you know, even when you don't want to do it, when it doesn't feel good, when you don't feel good. If you continue to persevere and do what no one else is willing to do, then God will, will give you the opportunity to do what no one else can do. In other words, he'll give you your dream. He'll cause your vision to come to pass. He will... Uh, uh, give you the blueprint for your own ministry, you know, your own business. So I just thank God for those early years of formation when I persevered and, and continued to, to do, you know, what, what God said to do and continue to do things in spite of how I felt, you know, in spite of the setbacks because life, you know, hasn't been easy for any of us, you know. And uh, I have my listeners on the line. And I want to invite them in for a few moments if they have questions or if you have a comment. But, you know, it's just refreshing, you know, to hear that even in 2016 that there are still dreamers. There are still people who have not lost hope, who have not allowed life circumstances to render them uh, ineffective. So uh, I want to just throw, throw the question out. For those of you who are listening, what are your dreams? What inspires you? Are you still working on your dream? If I have any callers on the line, you, we invite you to call in and maybe ask a question or share a comment concerning Rediscovering your dreams. So, Dr. Patty, you mentioned 
so many things that help you to continue to dream. You talked about uh, getting support. You you talked about prayer. You talked about uh, believing, you know, in yourself. Overcoming fear, you know, is a major obstacle that uh, we we all have at times. But I always believe that even if there's fear, that we should do it afraid. Joyce Myers always says that do it afraid. So I just believe that, you know, fear is a normal emotion, but yeah. fear does not have to, to paralyze us. That's right. That's right. And you're absolutely right about that. And once you come to that realization, um, it's just like a baby learning to walk. You know, they may be afraid that they're going to take those few steps and they're going to fall, but you, you get back up again and you keep trying and you keep trying mm-hmm. until, you know, you get it you get it down. And so that's what the most important thing is. There's healthy fear, uh, and, and God has given us that for a reason. Yes, that's right, because there are some things that we, we should uh, avoid and should be afraid of. You know, there are things that, you know, are, are there that, you know, serve as roadblocks. So, you know, God, he, he helps us to recognize when to go left and when to go right, you know, that's when right. to stand still, when to keep moving. So we thank God for those emotions that he, he gave us that, uh, teaches us some things that uh, teaches us lessons in order for us to continue to uh, achieve our goals. Amen. <laughs> yes, so, yes, yes, yes. So, Dr. Patty, can you tell us a little bit more about some of the things that you're doing? Tell us a little bit more about the Midlife Resource Center and, you know, what what you are doing there and your uh Talk shows, you have two. Yes, oh, absolutely. So the Midlife Resource Center um, was birthed because, uh, for several reasons. One, probably in my mid-30s, I went through uh, what what some would call a midlife crisis. Um, I didn't know that that's what was happening to me at the time, but I later, uh, after reading, began to understand uh, that uh, I was experiencing what some would call the second state, the second puberty of my life, and mm. I was just dealing with a lot of uh, things that I'd never dealt with that I had probably suppressed as a young girl, and, and many things, and all of those things kind of came to the surface. But needless to say. It was a time of uh, trying to contemplate, you know, what I wanted to do with my career. Um, I had aging parents at the time, and I was really feeling uh, disconnected because I was living in Maryland and they were in another state, um, you know, dealing with my marriage, raising children, my financial future. And mm-hmm. I didn't have answers or guidance on any of these matters. Um, everyone could kind of talk about menopause, you'll go through the change, but no one really would define what the change was. And mm-hmm. so when when I went through the crisis part of it, it was very difficult. I was a pastor at the time, and I literally just crashed and kind of just crashed and hit rock bottom. And as a result of that experience, I said, how many other people are out there that are 
experiencing these signs and symptoms and emotions and they're destroying their lives and they're destroying the lives of other people around them. Why? Because there's no guidance. They don't know what to do. They're just winging it along, flying by the seat of their pants, operating out of emotions and Mm -hmm. not really being effective. And so it really came about when I had to kind of take care of my mother who was living several states away, and I now had to be responsible for her affairs. She was, you know, in her 80s, and I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know about a power of attorney. I don't know about all these things. I'm a businesswoman, and I know a Mm -hmm. lot, but I didn't know about these things. And so to make a long story short, I launched the radio show Managing Midlife to talk about the issues that are faced by middle-aged people, whether it's career change, trying to figure out your identity, uh, dealing with your financial future. Uh, Family is big because there's a lot of things that go on with family, and when I talk about family, I'm talking about empty nesting, quiet nesting, divorce, Mm -hmm. aging parents, um, all of those, marrying, you know, getting married late, um, you know, bearing children late or doing a lot of different things, uh, finances, retirement. So all of those things became the topic of discussion. And I said my my theme is or my mantra is let's talk about it because our parents are not telling us, the younger generation doesn't know about it, and we're living through it, winging it. So mm-hmm. there has to be discussion on the table to get some guidance and perspective on these matters. So that's how the radio show got started. But it wasn't enough to have the radio show because I felt like, okay, I'm giving people information, but now I'm not giving them any resources or places to go to get the help. And so the Resource Center was launched as a referral-based service so that if I, for example, I talk about divorce a lot. So if I talk about divorce and I have people all over the nation dealing with divorce, well, now I need to give them, okay, if you need support in this area, here are some resources that are available. You can put in your zip code and see what is available in your area to get some, perhaps get some assistance in this area. Or if you're dealing with aging parents, here are some resources that you can go to to see if you can get help and begin to ask questions or figure out what questions you should be asking. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I've been doing for now probably two, 12, 13, 14, a couple of years now. Godly, time has gone mm-hmm. by really fast. And that was so, the intent of it, mm-hmm. um, to help, to help people. To help. And that's my message. And I've been out in the community uh, really doing that. And then morning coffee is a spinoff of Managing Midlife, but it's not as intense. It's more resource-driven where service providers and nonprofit organizations or authors who have written books can come on, and they have to appeal to an, the, the midlife audience, a middle-aged audience, to talk about, you know, those things or what's available to them. Wow. So, Dr. Petty, what I'm hearing is that all of these opportunities developed out of a crisis. Yes. <laughs> and for those of my listeners who whose lives might be in crisis, there's something that's insurmountable that you're facing 
Dr. Patty just reminded us that out of your crisis can come an opportunity. You know, there might be an unmet need. There might be something that you see that needs to be developed, some service that needs to be provided. That's when God can give you dreams. A young lady asked a question today, you know, how do I know uh, what my dream is? How do I know what my passion is? You know, and and people often don't know. But one thing, when you see a need and God gives you a passion to fulfill a need, that can become your dream. Yes. And so listening to Dr. Patty, it just reminds us that we might not be able to see, you know, the end. But if we keep putting one foot in front of another, you know, and we can look at a situation, look at things that never were, instead of asking why, we can ask why not. You know, John F. Kennedy made that quote, and it's so important for us to see ourselves as having the opportunity to produce, to build, to manage, you know. To develop. So out of a crisis can come major opportunities to do some good. Yes. Yes, it can. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So I'm a witness. (laughs) Go ahead, Dr. Patty. I was saying yes, and, and that's what's so important, not seeing, you know, when the Bible says all things work together for the good. You may not be able to see the good, but Mm -hmm. there is good that can come out of it. Mm -hmm. It's just understanding how to take that negative thing, what you perceive as negative, and turning it around to be a positive thing. So out of your crisis may come a book. Out of Mm -hmm. your crisis may, you know, come a a song, or you Mm -hmm. may write poems. Or you may, you know, go out into the community. Whatever it is, you can turn that thing around to make it work for the good. Good, the good. Amen, amen. What an awesome, uh, awesome uh, inspiration you are. And I want to just close with this. There are several things that, that we can do. We we can realize that sometimes our dreams will change, you know. It will change based on where we are in life, what opportunities are presented to us. So those of you who might have had some dreams early on in life and you might believe that I can't accomplish that dream because maybe I'm too old or maybe I don't have what it takes, be still and allow God to resurrect your dreams. Allow him to reinvent dreams. I want to also say that set some goals, set some markers of of progress. You know, there are things that we have to do on a daily basis in order to allow our dreams to come to fruition. You know, we might not start out accomplishing anything great, but set small goals along the way which will motivate us 
and inspire us to want to continue. Get support. Get the tools that you need, whether it's people, whether it's finances. You know, surround yourself with people who are dreamers. That means separate from the negative people. Overcome your fears. Is it fear of failure? Well, some people have a fear of success. Believe in a power greater than yourself. Believe in yourself and love yourself. So I'm thankful for our special guest tonight, Dr. Patty Fitzhugh. And Dr. Patty, if people want to reach you, if they want a copy of your book, uh, can you give us a contact number, website, so that our listeners can uh, reach out to you if they desire to? Absolutely. They can go to www.managemidlife.com or they can go to um, www.drpatty, with a Y, cares, C-A-R-E-S, dot com. And those are the two best ways uh, to probably get in touch with us if you have any questions. Uh, the book will be released uh, later on in the spring of 2016, and that information will be available. So just continue to check back on our websites uh, for the release date and how you can get a copy of that. You can also contact me at 443-924-6572. Amen. Thank you so much, Dr. Patty. You have inspired us, and I'm just excited to know that we still have uh, dreamers, we still have local uh, heroes and, and heroines, as you will. So I want to close out this segment on tonight and just encourage you to pursue your dreams. Tune in every Monday night from 7 to 8 p.m. where I'm your host, Dr. Rosemary Cook, and Dr. Dr. Reverend Bridget Goings-Gray She is the co-host, so we alternate. So next week, listen to uh, Reverend Goins Gray for her program, Under Totally Whole. So stay tuned, be safe, and know that God loves you and he desires that you not just be healed, but that you be whole, totally whole, nothing missing and nothing broken. Good night, and stay tuned for the promo. God bless you. Welcome to the Family Healing Circle, where we heal the mind, body, and soul. Join us every Monday for Totally Whole with Dr. Rosemary Cook and Pastor Bridget as they discuss issues related to spirituality and mental health with emphasis on wholeness of mind, body, and spirit. Get your money right Tuesdays on Money Matters with Chastity A. Wells. This show is the tool you need to develop a healthy relationship with your money and financial legacy. Every Thursday is a treat as we mix it up. On the first Thursday of the month, it's Total Empowerment with Angela Hart, where beauty and strength is enhanced inside and out. The second Thursday of the month is Relationship Talk, on One Love, One Connection, One Up, 
with Reverends Arlene Cahet and Harvey L. Bailey as they give you practical advice for creating a spiritual union to have the relationship you want. Call in with your relationship questions. Calling all brothers on the third Thursday of the month, it's the Sacred Masculine Show with Reverend Jamel Gilliam. It's a show for spiritual brothers and the women who love them. When there is a fourth Thursday in the month, we have the Healing Paradigm with Reverend Arlene Cahet, healing the mind, body, and spirit through changing viewpoints. Every Friday, let's talk love, sex, and nutrition with sexual wellness coach Bondria Walters and sex enthusiast Nakia Lana. The hottest sexual health and wellness and nutrition show around. This is for the grown and sexy. Listen at your own risk. If you don't know, now you know. The Family Healing Circle on Blog Talk Radio, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. It's the best in entertainment, education, and talk radio. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.